Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Taylor, welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am beyond excited to have you here. Yay. I am so happy to be on here and excited to, to jam with you today. So I just got off the phone with a client and I couldn't help but think of you in large part because I knew I was about to talk to you, um, but also because I was like, mm, Taylor wouldn't tolerate that. Uh, so I was talking to, to this client who's a business owner yeah. and she, she sees patients and she has to see a certain number of patients. So in that regard, she feels like, her work hours are kind of limited. Like I have uh-huh. to see this many patients at this time of day. And she said, and I'm so in the mode of working in my business that I don't have the time to work on my business. And whether you're a business owner or not, I think we can all relate to that. Like I'm chasing my tail and I know mm-hmm. that I need to step back and fix some things, but I don't have the time. And she acknowledged that if she would just spend 30 minutes to 45 minutes before her first patient focused on working on her business, that it would change the game because that would end up being like an extra week of work a month. But here's what she said. I, I know that it's that simple and yet I just can't. No matter how much sleep I get, I just can't because I know I don't have to do it. And so I let myself off the hook and I thought of you because one of the things that I hear you say constantly, directly and in the themes of your, of your content, is that we have to say goodbye to the stories that do not elevate us. And to me, that's, that's one of those stories, right? So that's where I wanted to start with you today. Yes. These stories that don't elevate us are everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I yep. think most people don't even recognize that they're telling themselves a story or that what they're thinking could possibly be different and elevate them. Yes. Oh my God. I'm like drooling over here because I'm like, I'm obsessed with like helping people like move through this. Like there's so many little pieces that we could, we could so easily shift with like one word. And, and one of that, the first word that comes to mind for me is when we say, you know, especially when she says, "I, I just can't find the time. I can't do it. Just flipping the word can't with get can change the game. I get to find the time Mm -hmm. to do this. I get to figure out how to find more sleep. I can't wait for this opportunity to grow because I get to be challenged. Mm -hmm. So just that word get with can't empowers you versus disempowers you with can't. Mm -hmm. So that's like a great first step. But yeah, when it comes to those, those stories, it's, they're blocking us from everything we want because when we when we already assume the outcome before even trying mm-hmm. due to past situations and stories, every magical opportunity, every infinite possibility, because that's what we live in. We live in a space and time that's infinite possibilities. 
we block them already. We're already telling the universe, you know, uh, God, whoever you want. You know, actually, I don't want to receive anything because I just want to stay stuck in this story and I'm choosing to stay stuck in this story. So it really, really, truly can um, block you from everything you want. You know, I put myself in the shoes of a previous version of me, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm so with you on this. I agree 100%. But there was a time especially the time where I most struggled with my weight and I was over 350 pounds. And if you had said that to me, I would have gotten defensive Mm -hmm. and my feelings would probably have been hurt because I had been trying for so long and, and I would have said to you, look, I want this more than anything. So it's not that I don't want it. It's not that I'm more committed to my past story. It's that this is real for me. You don't understand. I have tried and failed. I have quit. I have turned to those excuses. And what I didn't see then was that I was focused more on the problem in the past than I was on the present and my potential. And like you said, you know, we're saying to the universe or God or whatever, like I've already decided how this goes. So I'm closing the doors to the opportunity that it could look different because I already know. And that Mm -hmm. I already know is defined by only your past and not what is possible for you. So when you're working with people who maybe like me feel like the past is, it's not anything other than true. It's not anything other than real. It's not anything other than pain. How do you help people start to consider another story that feels like fiction? Yeah. Yeah. Um, first when we are able to, I've been there, right. I I'm like seeing myself in you in so many ways. I've been in those situations where it's like, I'm doing all the things I really am trying. Like, but I just, I can't seem to shake it. I can't seem to get out of this, this cycle that I've been totally been there. God. Um, and what really helps is when we were able to like kind of step back and, and conceptualize the fact that time is an illusion. It's not real. Like we live on this one big, vast plane of like, again, the infinite possibilities. And if this is like, sounds woo-woo to you, this is like, like science, right? The time is illusion. Time was created for farmers, for keeping track of like where to be, to plant the seeds into the ground. Like that's the only reason that time, the actual numbers that we see was created and to track the cycles around, you know, like the, just tracking the earth movement. Right. And so when we kind of, okay, I got that. I can conceptualize that. And so if time's an illusion and the past really isn't the past that, like it's just that present moment that happened to be at that moment, it takes us out of our head for a second <laughs> and it allows us to think a little bigger think a little more magical. So for me, I, I love kind of thinking and teaching in like magical ways because it, it's fun, right? And it feels good. And it allows us to take our ego out of the way for a moment because our ego really like messes us up. It keeps us back 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but it does for me. Mm-hmm. And and so when we're able to first do that, and then, then it's stepping into, into what your new truth or you, your, your new story could possibly be not what you want, not what you're chasing for, not that person that you know. If you're trying to lose weight, well, you know, I, I just want to be skinny. I just want to be healthy. That that ideal version you have that you see in your your mind's eye, but really, like, wh- like how do you want to feel? 
If, if you could just snap your fingers and feel like her or him, look like her or him, move like her or him, think like her or him, and really begin to, to map that out. Like what would that future self be like? And then again, bring yourself back to no time, no space, and time is an illusion. Well then, if your past was in the present moment, your current is in the present moment, that means that your future self is in the present moment. It's all the same. And again, this might be like feel woo-woo or feel like kind of weird. Grasp onto it your best you can and because it might feel good. And if, when you feel good, you're able to at least take one step forward towards how you keep wanting to feel. Like that makes sense. You with me? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, and, and then we can begin to ask ourselves, okay, if this is who I want to become, not for materialistic purposes, like fitting into your skinny jeans again, but to feel good, how can you begin to just feel good right now? Judgment-free, shameless, feel good. And the more you kind of take those little steps of like feel good actions, feel good feelings, feel good thoughts, mm-hmm. that future you who feels good all the time and naturally has lost the weight because she feels good will show up in the present moment. Yeah. So you're basically just saying that the way we divide time yeah. is really just convenient for for life as we know it, for making sure people get to work on time instead of saying there is no time. You know? yes. like, it's just yes. a convenient thing. And so the past was at one point the present, the moment we were living in. And uh-huh. so is this moment right now, as is the moment that we're hoping that we one day get to. And if we can just lose the baggage of this is the way it's always been, as though yes. the past is this cumbersome thing that we're carrying with us, and instead say, I just want to feel like my best self now, or I just want to think like my best self now, we, we transition slowly and our only responsibility is the moment we're in. A hundred percent. Like it's just your, your past self in that present moment wasn't feeling good. So her body wasn't changing, right? Like not you like in just general, when, when our past selves don't make the action, don't take actions that feel good, it just perpetuates the lack of feeling good problem. And you just keep living a life of not feeling good. And when it has to do with our body, our body is like, well, if you don't feel good and your thoughts don't feel good, I'm going to make sure to create space in your body to match that not feeling good, i.e. inflammation and weight gain. It's just what happens because it's our body reacts to what our mind thinks. And so, yeah, absolutely. When you said think a little more magical, I mean, talk about my mind went to a very woo-woo place. I was thinking (laughs) if if you, Taylor, were not a woman that I've met, right? So I (laughs) I know you, Taylor, as like the person, you know, I've hugged you. I've spent time in the same room with you. Um, Your energy is like all of the neon colors and <laughs> glitter like that that is taylor right if taylor was not this person that i have met it would be all of those things and i love that about you especially because my perception is that as adults many of us have censored that magic away you know we have 
we have muted it. We have dampened it down. We have been told to be realistic, to grow up, to calm down, to all of these things. And so when you do things like on your Instagram, you encourage people to like dance every day and, you know, just be like silly and wild mm -hmm. and out there. I know that there are probably 80% of people who watch that and like, it feels weird you know, and, and having magic and energy and, and life and vibrancy in your day feels so weird for so many. So even when you start to talk about like feeling good, a lot of people turn that into like, well, if I were productive, no, 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 that's not what we mean. We mean like energy and aliveness and just unbridled joy that so many people, and you'll have to tell me if this is not your experience, but so many people have had that censored out of them and it feels uncomfortable and they feel self-conscious and inhibited and you are increasingly uninhibited. Mm-hmm. And that is a part of the philosophy you bring to your clients. Yeah. How do you begin to break down those walls that I really think start to be built when kids go to school? Oh my gosh. Sit yes. down, calm down, don't be silly, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. And so then as adults, we're like, we're like buttoned up in invisible suits. Yeah, uh, uh, totally. And and, and thank you for, for the sparkly and, and neon. I love that. I'm obsessed. Um, can you just like intro me everywhere I go? Like this is Taylor and she sparkles. Um, that was amazing. Thank you for that. Uh, that felt really good. And so, so, so I, who people hear, who people hear right now, like the person you're hearing me speak as, um, has not always been this way. So I know when I hear, I, I say this because I know when I hear people like in their power, living their fullest, shining bright, and it, it's like a little triggering or like, well, they just don't understand, right? And and so I, I, I've only been able to tap back into this superpower of mine for the past five years. I spent um, the majority of my young adult and my start of my adult life. I'm in my 30s now. I look like I'm like 22. Um, and so... <laughs> In, in hiding and not being who everyone sees now, the true me. So I really, really get what it's like to feel uncomfortable, to not want to dance and post on Instagram story. And, and I'll, I'll try to touch on a little bit of why that happened because I know a lot of people will be able to relate and that might give you permission to kind of step back into your, your magical superpower. And for me, it started in, in middle school. In middle school, I moved um, across country from Colorado to the East Coast. It was like a mountain girl and always shared my personality. Elizabeth, you know this, my personality with my clothes. Mm -hmm. I, I love, have all, grew up wearing tutus over top of my one-piece bathing suits with a belt and like Converse shoes. That, that was my my outfit. And so on the first day of seventh grade, because everyone loved middle school, I go into my new school with my cool outfit on, looking awesome, feeling awesome, and was quickly, quickly met with like, your outfit's not awesome, and you look ridiculous, and who the hell are you? And quickly I got bullied for being too much. And I don't know if you can relate to that, Elizabeth, for being too much, but mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's, it's, it hurts. And then I got into shame and then I got into like embarrassment. Well, gosh, if I'm too much then I need to like dial it back because I'm not going to make any friends. Mm -hmm. And that quickly bled into people pleasing and I changed my clothes to, to match everyone. And then my personality became too much. I talked too much, talked too fast, all the things. So I dulled down my personality. 
Mm-hmm. I then kept this up um, from seventh grade all the way until the age of like 25 years old. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting myself through this into a toxic marriage, into a career that looked great on the outside, but I was a hot mess on the inside. Um, so much that I ended up becoming addicted to food and had massive rage built up inside of me because I couldn't clearly communicate my feelings. I couldn't dance in front of people. I couldn't be who I was out of fear of, of being pushed back down. And in that anger towards those people that bullied me and the anger towards myself came so much that I actually ended up putting myself into anger management Mm. and over eaters anonymous on the same day. Mm. And and I share that because it's like, we all are in something, we all go through something and we can either look at it as this oh my gosh, this is where I'm at. I, you know, woe is me. Life is just out to get me. You don't understand. My parents were mean to me growing up, right? We've all got it. We've all got the stories and we can either choose when we hit those rock bottoms to sit the shit, right? Sit in it and feel it. Or we can choose to take responsibility to then look at life as this opportunity to play, mm-hmm. to grow, to have fun and not think that everyone's out to get us and that we're losers and that we're too much and that our personality can't be handled and we have to stifle it, right? To me, I made the choice that day when I went to these two meetings that I was embarrassed, I was terrified, I was just, I felt disgusted with myself to even be at these places, but I knew I needed that. And I made the commitment from that moment on that I would have more fun that I would stop taking life so seriously and stop taking what everyone else was telling me to heart because mm-hmm. it wasn't, it didn't feel good. And so from that moment on, I've been dedicated to, to reminding people that life is meant to be fun. Life is meant to be magical. Like why not? There's no, I don't have a reason. Like I don't have any proof on why we should make life magical, but it just feels good. Right. And, when we, and when we feel good, we attract other people that feel good. And when we attract other people that feel good, we attract other opportunities. And I teach people, I do, most of my work is around teaching people to tap into the frequency of money. Mm-hmm. And the frequency of money only is in the frequency of gratitude, love, appreciation, and joy. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I know everyone wants to, ha- wants to have money to be able to do what they want to do. And so if that doesn't kind of like light the fire under you, like, oh, if I feel good, I'm in the frequency of money, like say what? Hmm. And so really it's like, why not be in a magical state? Why not choose to stop being a victim and allow yourself to see what opportunities come to you that can change your life? You know, it's funny because as you explain that, I'm thinking that we can all probably relate to being in some social situation, whether at work or in our personal lives, where there's clearly somebody on the fringes who looks like they're not having any fun, who doesn't like that anybody else is having fun. And I think we can all look at that person and think, oh, come on, live a little. And yet, so many of us are also that person on the inside. We just might be able to fake it a little bit better. And I, for me, I know a lot of my listeners are familiar with the episode where I had a very candid and difficult conversation with my mom about how I I told her, I said, I didn't feel like I was enough for you growing up. And she said, because you weren't. And at a very, very young age, 
I decided that to not be seen meant to not be criticized. Mm-hmm. And so doing those things, whether it is dancing or it's wearing the thing you want to wear without fear that somebody's not going to like it or not going to approve or, or taking the new class or talking to the person or starting the book club, even though nobody might show up or whatever it is, uh, uh, the resistance to a lot of those things is to avoid criticism. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, I, I've talked about this at length on the podcast, how joining Chris Harder's mastermind was really, really hard for me because I'm, I'm not the exuberant, put yourself out there, not the, the magical, like Taylor, throw caution to the wind and, and just, you know, have fun. And a lot of that is just work that I need to do in overcoming a lot of those, those barriers that have been present for me since, gosh, uh, before I could speak. So for everybody who's like, yeah, I'd love to be more uninhibited and I'd love to not censor myself in ways big and small, but I'm not sure how and it feels really scary. What are some Mm -hmm. baby steps that people can make to do that? Gosh, the first thing um, is gratitude. And this might sound really cheesy and super cliche because it's all over the place, but literally like get a journal out every morning on the notepad in your phone and write down three things you're grateful for. That's it. Just three things you're grateful for. And the moment we just kind of take the spotlight off of ourselves, because when we're in those stories, it's like, it's selfish, right? Like it's making it about us and, and it's not avoiding what's coming up for you, but it's just for a moment thinking, God, what would it feel like just to appreciate what's around me? Mm-hmm. It's a starting off with that gratitude allows you to get in the present moment and really see how good your life is. Mm-hmm. And, and then from that point on, one of my, my next favorite things to do is to set an intention for how you want to show up that day. Like just baby steps, right? Okay. So today I want to show up um, as that person who maybe smiles at one stranger. That's it. One stranger. That's who I'm, that's who I'm going to be today. I'm going to smile at one stranger and it's going to feel weird and they might think I'm insane. Who cares? Yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm never going to see them again. So why not? Like my best, I, when I dealt through, like when I went through my social anxiety healing, I had conversations with the grocery store, um, like the, the cashier mm-hmm. just saying, hi, I would have panic attacks at the grocery store. Just say hi. So just baby steps, say hi to the cashier to kind of get you out of your comfort zone if you need to. Um, And then that's, you know, doing outreach to people in your life, just sending them a text message. Hey, just thinking about you again, kind of putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. out of your, out of your comfort zone with very small things like that. And that intention will help you almost like also to kind of like recreate who you are and who you want to be. So if you give yourself the challenge of, okay, I got to set an intention every day that's a, a little a little challenging, a little different than I've ever done before. And oh my God, 21 days of doing that, 30 days of doing that. Like, can you imagine 30 new things you've done? Before you know it, you're going to be a little more confident. You're going you're gonna to own who you are just a little more. So those three things are, are just quick things that anyone could do that aren't super out of your comfort zone, but enough to start moving the needle. 
Yeah, I think that's the key is that it doesn't have to be some big, huge thing. Nobody's saying you need to go break dance in the middle of the dance floor the next wedding that you go to when you're normally a wallflower or that you need to like walk up to somebody and ask him on a date when you've never done that before. Mm -hmm. Like the little things Mm -hmm. saying hello and asking, you know, what's your name to the person who's bagging your groceries is, is huge. Do you remember, I can't recall the book off the top of my head, but are you, there's some book where there's a challenge in it. And I want to say it's a Tim Ferriss book, but I don't think that it is, um, where he talks about going for 30 days and walking into a particular business establishment, no matter what it is, and asking for a hamburger, like walk into the hardware store and ask, (laughs) yeah, you know, it might not even be a book. It's like, it's like some like a a male thing to train men to be more comfortable approaching women. And anyway, the essence of the challenge is like on the first day you go into Starbucks and you ask for a hamburger. And on the second day you go into like the hardware store and you ask for a hamburger. And then like on the third day you go into the gas station and you ask for a hamburger. And, and the whole point is like, they're going to look at you like you're weird and you're not going to get what you want. And that's the whole entire point. And And I know like when I first heard about that, my thought was, oh my God, I can't do that. Like I would be mortified. I would be embarrassed. And then I realized exactly why you're supposed to do it. (laughs) To to realize that you can go in and you can do something that you previously would have thought was like embarrassing. And then an hour later, it's like you don't even, it never happened. You know what I mean? It's just gone. Yes. Oh, I'm obsessed. I'm like, I kind of want to try that now yeah. <laughs> just because that sounds awful and terrifying, even for me. Like I speak on stages to thousands of people. That sounds literally terrifying to me. I'm like, nope, don't sign me up for that. <laughs> right. But, but I also think one of my mantras to myself is that fear is my compass. Mm, oh God. Yes. Yes. That I response. move in that direction. Right. Yes. Like if I feel afraid to share something on the podcast, well, that's my compass that that points me to the very, very, very thing that I need to share on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Always. You know? And Always. I think that if we use that, even if we don't directly do it, like, okay, well, that's too much, but maybe it is going into Starbucks and saying, do you have a coupon? And, and maybe they're like, no, yeah. I don't have, do you have a coupon? Yeah. Can, you, can you give me a coupon? <laughs> so like maybe good. that's like one step back that you're comfortable doing just to start to do things to prove to yourself that it's okay and nothing bad is going to happen if somebody thinks you're a little different. Even, even doing like, I just, like you said, the, the dancing thing. Yeah. I like, I've got like a, a, like a free challenge going on as, as we speak. And one of the days is literally you have to put your, I gave instructions on how to do it very easily. Right. So no one can make the excuse if I can't figure it out. Um, and they had to record themselves dancing and post on Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. And half the women were like, I am not doing that. I'm terrified. I, and then I did a live and I talked them through it on Facebook and then they did it afterwards. And afterwards mm. they were like, that wasn't so hard. Why yes. was I so scared? Exactly. And so sometimes we just need like that extra little push and maybe that tribe to do it with you. Like right. ask your friends, maybe like your other friends that are, might feel the same way. Hey, you know what? Do you want to do this challenge where we go on Instagram stories and we post ourselves dancing right. and just to do it? Like, People that were following the women that are in this challenge have no clue why they're doing it because I told right. them not. To, I told them not to say why they're doing it. Yeah. Um. For that particular reason, and so like that alone is a really easy one too for for people listening. Well, and I love the quote, and I hear it all the time. Like we suffer more in imagination than reality. Oh my god. Um. 
I will totally partner that with no one cares about you as much as you think they do. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like <laughs> in I the mean, most loving way. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that is very freeing. Yeah. yeah. When you, when you decide that you care more about living a, a fun and fulfilling life than you care about avoiding criticism. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's, it that's is so, so freeing. It is like when you get to that place, you're like, I bring it on world, bring it on. There's one other thing that I wanted to, to have you share about. I've seen you share that we should put so much on the line that our higher self is forced to rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. And I, when I, I love that and I get that and I'm, I'm very much living that right now in, in my business and in my personal life and, and it excites me, but I also know a lot of people who logic through that in a way that says, that's a dumb idea. You know what I mean? Like, no, we, we shouldn't put so much on the line. Like we shouldn't box ourselves into a corner. We need to be conservative. Can you tell me a little bit about what that means to you to put so much on the line that your higher self is forced to rise to the occasion and why that is so important? Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, That's been one of my compasses lately, which is why I share that. (laughs) So I'm in it with you right now. Uh, What happens with me and that's geared towards money was that post is when we invest in ourselves money-wise, especially let's say $25,000, right? We put $25,000 into a program or into a coach, like straight up. Uh, what and are we we've both do? done that. Well, yeah, that, yeah I, I put $25,000. That's not a, yeah, that's not a scenario. That's, I, I literally paid $25,000 um, yep. and I continue to every year. Uh, very real. And I, what's going to happen? Are you one? going to be like, okay, well, I can't wait for this thing to start and start figuring out, you know, what I'm going to learn or what I'm going to grow into. Or are you going to be like, holy shit, I just put down $25,000. I better show up. I better get this money back because if not, that would be really stupid of me. We're obviously going to choose B, like unless you have billions of dollars and $25,000 is a joke for you. Right. Um, right. And so we, we have no choice, but we put skin in the game to yeah. show up. It's like, it's like when you, one of my favorite analogies um, is say you have a personal trainer and you pay your personal trainer $30 a session for one hour and it is wintertime. And I don't know about you, but I like to, I like to bundle the F up in wintertime and like not leave my home. Mm -hmm. And so you got your sneakers out, your, your workout is at six in the morning, your sneakers are out, you've got your clothes laid out, everything's perfect for you. And you wake up the next morning. And you see that it's snowing and it looks cold AF. And you're like, I'm, nope, I'm not going. I'm not going. Like what's, like, I would screw the $30, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. There's no skin in the game. Right. Your higher self is far away from that scenario. If you're paying your personal trainer $200 for that session, your higher self, when that alarm goes off, is going to be like, girl, get your ass get out up. of bed. That's right. And put those shoes on and go show up. And then what happens? You're going to lose the weight. You're going yeah. to get the results. Yeah. It's just, it's, just, it's just how our brains work. Yeah. It's so true. I, I had a client who, um, a different client that was trying to not hit snooze in the morning. And uh, I said to her, I said, okay, well, email me at this time. My feet are on the floor. I want a picture, like whatever. I'm not going to share it. And if you don't, 
you owe me 50 bucks per day. And she goes, she goes, well, I think that's a little absurd. I can't afford to give you 50 bucks a day. I was like, exactly. Uh, huh. <laughs> like, I don't like, want your 50 bucks. That's the whole damn point. You're like, well, then, th- well, then yeah, yeah, better get a picture. That's exactly right. Like, that's the so whole good. point. It's not, oh, is this feasible for me to do? It's let me put so much on the line uh-huh. that I don't give myself another option other than follow through. Always, always, yeah. always, always. I mean, I would love to do everything I do for free. But I'm glad that I don't because without exception, the people who get the best results are the people who have money on the line. 100%. Like 100%. And people hear when they hop on a call with me and they hear what my rate is for one month and they're like, what? Why? I'm like, just just trust, trust, trust the process. Right. And and then they get it, they get it, it clicks. And then they do the same thing when they, when they call in their clients, it's just, it, it fires anyone. It fires under anyone. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I shared that when I, I think after six months of my first year in the, in the mastermind with Chris Harder, I said, I didn't give myself an option other than make it successful. I didn't give myself an option to like stay the same. I didn't give myself an option to not do the work. I forced myself into a situation uncomfortable enough that the only option was rise to the damn occasion. Yep. Preach. Preach. And I think more people need to do that. Yep. Or else else we just keep staying. If we... If we do the same thing every day, put our right leg in the our right leg into the right leg of our pants, brush our teeth the same way, do the same things, think the same way, pay pay the exact same amount, the same things every freaking month, like to a T, what's Life's going to same. change? Yeah. No, yeah. Nothing's going to change ever, ever, ever. Yeah. That's so good. Taylor, I I am so grateful for your energy and your enthusiasm and your your willingness to be unapologetically bold and unapologetically um, yourself. It is beautiful. It, it truly is magical. There's really not a better word for it. Tell me where folks can connect with you and your work and what you're doing. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Received. I appreciate that. Um, yes. Yeah, so I'm over on, on Instagram at I am Taylor Simpson. I'm one of those people who shares my whole life on Instagram stories and I'm really, really funny. So you should totally come say hi. <laughs> True. I agree. Um, I like to joke when I'm on stage, I'm a little bit Tony Robbins, a little bit Gabrielle Bernstein and a little bit Jim Carrey. <laughs> um, so hashtag you're welcome. And so anyways, for real though, um, come say hi, come shoot me a DM. I, you will get a voice message or a video message back from me every time I'm that person. I really love connecting. And so like, if this, if this hit home for you, if you needed this, like just that's how you can connect with me. And then I've got a podcast, um, a tailored adventure to happiness, um, that I would love for you to tune into and that, yeah, that's, that's how you can find me over on Instagram. Perfect. And I'll link up all of that in the show notes, which you can find at primalpotential.com forward slash seven, four, five, because this is episode seven, four, five Taylor. Thank you so much for the gift that you are to the world. And thank you especially for taking this time today to share so much of yourself and your enthusiasm with uh, the listeners over here at Primal Potential. Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me on. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. 
This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.